Welcome to Stories Behind the Frames, a video series that will expose you to new artists and take you on an artistic journey. I'm your host, Dave Petty, and I'm thrilled to have you join us. Through my years at the Frame Center and my time spent in the South Shore art scene, I've had the opportunity to make many relationships with so many talented artists. Inspired by these connections and a wealth of untold stories, I've decided to share these conversations with you. The hope of Stories Behind the Frames is to show you new artists, the interesting artwork they create, and what a thriving art community we have here on the South Shore. So I've been working with Sean since he opened up Goss Photo Lab. Uh, we do a lot of framing for him. He helps us when we have questions on printing. We have a great working relationship. When we decided we wanted to tell these stories and dive deep into the art and the personalities of some of the South Shore's artists, Sean was definitely one of the people we wanted to spotlight. All right, so now we're actually sitting down. We've got a couple interruptions along the way, but uh, you know, we're in the customer service business, so you, know, you always have to do, do the right thing for the customers. Uh, yeah, so we're, <laughs> we're both used to we're that. Here. You know, a little delayed, but we've gotten here. We've got uh, a couple pieces. We've got two pieces of yours, one of my favorites, and uh, another one of my favorites from the series you had at the Frame Center, and then one of your uh, one of the pieces that uh, that one is that you own that's done by somebody else. Yes, um, I'd say I'm thinking we go one of yours, one you like, and wrap it up with one of yours. So All right, let's let's start with the the front of the car. This is one of my, one of the favorites of, my, of yours of mine at the beginning. Um, I like a lot of your work, but tell me a little bit about this one. Uh, I have people. What this was had been at the Frame Center for a long time, yeah. um, and I like it a lot. Uh, but I have people look at it, and I just like it because I you know I saw it and I liked it. Yeah, like we have this giant frame. Let's put some. Let's put that on. But I have people look at it all the time, and they, you know, they think that there's, you know, trying to figure out what's going on there. So why don't uh, let's hear it from the, you know, the source. Uh, well, it's a Ford. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not even a car guy. I know you're a little bit of a car guy. So uh, it's a picture that I took. I don't know, maybe eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, at we were at the uh, car show that they had at Bass Pro Shops on Thursday nights. Yep. And uh, it actually worked out where, since it was a white car, it was like, 
contrast of the day was so strong yep. that when I took it, everything else was dark to begin with. <laughs> so there's a little bit of Photoshop work when I turned it black and white, but not a whole lot, just to darken the rest of the stuff that didn't catch the sunlight. And um, it just looked really cool. Yeah, no, it does. It's, it, it's, it's about as simple as you can get for the front of the car, but that's also what makes it really interesting. Yeah. Uh, because it's very focused. So what, it was a white car? Yep. Yeah. And then, and I'm not a Photoshop, uh, you know, I, I, you know, the whole thing with digital photographs nowadays, you know, I mean, is there the stuff you can do? Yeah. Um, basically all I did like on the computer end of things is I burned down like where the road was a little bit. Yeah. It's like the asphalt picked up some spots. Yeah. And then, uh, the sky was like super blue mm -hmm. and I just took like a cross sliders and dumped them to black. Yeah. That's pretty much what it ended up with. Yeah. Um, you know, the car was by itself. And it like, gives you, you know, that it has a feel, it has that feel of, like, is it Feinstein? 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 Feinstein. The black, like with that heavy black. Yeah. Like a super stark. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just makes it stand out like crazy. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of like detail within the car. Like if you start like looking at the yeah. car, you can see the fans and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a really cool setup and like the simplicity is what I like about it. Yeah. And like, did you see when you saw that? Like, was that like in your mind? Like in in your mind because you're like at a car show, you know? Uh, mostly, like I generally don't take a lot of pictures at car shows. Yeah. Um, and I just happen to have my camera with me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was sitting there by itself. I didn't take it intending for yeah. it to turn into like a black and white shot like that. Yeah. Uh, but when I started like looking at it on the computer and sort of yeah. playing with like how the contrast with all the shadows and where the shot works, mm -hmm. it just made sense to like dump it to black and white. And yeah. Pull everything else that wasn't the car down to black. Yeah. So when you like the day you took that picture, I mean, what do you like? What's the process? You, you say so you don't usually have the camera with you. And a show like that, but if you do, and you're out and you shoot a whole bunch of stuff, and like, do you you have like a feeling when you take that picture? You're like, this is going to be a good shot, or is it more along the lines of like you you start you take a million pictures because you're just hitting a button, and then you're reviewing, and then you're like seeing what direction you can go. So at something like a car show, well, I generally don't have my camera because everything's very crowded. Yeah. And um, when I was walking by the car, there was no one around it, and it was just like, oh, this could be cool. Yeah. Uh, with no intention of it being anything other than, oh, this could be cool. Yeah. And then later, like, looking at it on the computer, I was like, oh, this could actually work out. Yeah. And then that's what it turned into. Yeah. And do you have a lot of, like, you know, do you, you have a lot of car shots or like is, uh, that, cars are like ra racing? Uh, racing and stuff, yeah. Yeah. And I, I photograph a lot. Cars in motion. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the best at shooting cars that are sitting still. Yeah. It's, it's not really like my settings that I go for. Yeah. Uh, occasionally it works out. But. Yeah. And there's, is there people that you like, like that you appreciate that shoot cars sitting being oh, still? Definitely. Um, I mean, that's over my head. You're a photo expert. So. Yeah. One of my friends, Nolan, I actually had him photograph my cars. Yeah. Because I don't take pictures of my own cars. Yeah. Um, is it Eastman? Yeah, yeah. Eastman, yeah. 
He's really good at it. He has like a good eye for how a car looks like in a static environment. Yeah. Stuff like that. So what is it about a car shot that like if it's still it like it makes it a better shot? I think it has to do with like background and stuff yeah. like that. Like you have to have like an environment where it would look cool. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like a, I want to say like almost like an advertising shot. Yeah. Like, so it has that type of you feel. Yeah, but it has like a little bit of like an edgier editing or edit, like edgier tone to it. Yeah. Um, which like I can't, I don't see cars sitting still that way. Like yeah. it, like my brain just doesn't process them. Yeah, because you want to be moving fast. Right, like I, I like cars racing. I like watching them. Yeah. Like, so you like step on the ass. Yeah. <laughs> not, not so your 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 things about cars is more like the like the speed and the like what's going on when you're in the car. You know, yeah. opposed to like somebody that might be <clears throat> into like just you know, all right, I have this nice As, car aesthetically appreciated. Yeah. You know, I like them for what they're made to do. Yeah. Which is drag. So, yeah, gotcha. Uh, and you do the videos too. You, you like on the bikes too, right? Your cars and, and bikes. Yep. Um, I mean, I have some video stuff of like me riding on motorcycles. Yeah. Was that the GoPro? Yeah, but that's more just in case something happens. Really? Like, you know, like, like someone cut me off and I wreck my bike and then there's no proof of it. You know. Yeah. That's more what I would have the GoPro for. Yeah. I was never into like vlogging or anything. Yeah. Interesting. And he, you know, same thing, you couldn't take pictures of bikes, like, still? I mean, probably could. Yeah. Um, just not interested. Yeah, it's just, it's not, like, it doesn't interest me. Yeah. Um, I think, like, the last bike I bought, I took a picture of it and, like, sent it to Betancourt, who sold it to me. Yeah. Uh, but that was about it. I think that might be the only picture of it, like, a cell phone picture of my version. Yeah. Now, do you have people asking you to take those type of pictures that you're not interested in because you're in that world of like cars and bikes? Sometimes, but generally, I just tell them to, to talk to Nolan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's cool. Like the kid, he he gets to like ride around in a lot of cool cars and meet a lot yeah. of cool people. Yeah. Because of it, but like the actual act of like trying to position a car and all that just doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. So what do you what do you of all the stuff that you shoot, like what what is it that you like? You know, I mean, obviously weddings and uh, you know, there's certain portraits work that you know that pays, right? Uh, yeah. But is there is there like a favorite of, of yours? Or uh, well, you I kind of skip all over. I kind of jump around, but overall, like if it's stuff that I enjoy taking photos of now, yeah, is like the portrait series that I have at the yeah. time, so which yeah. is like this one here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a much slower, more creative pace since yeah. I'm using like a 4x5 camera. Yeah. Um, and I also photograph a lot of shows like concerts with like yeah. local bands and okay. stuff like that. Which are fun. Yes, yeah. they're... I mean, the music, it's like high energy and stuff like that, which makes it interesting. Yeah. Um, they're usually late at night, so I don't have to worry about like childcare. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so like on, on location stuff because you've done a lot of stuff with uh, for the for the globe too. Like uh, I've done some stuff, stuff with them and uh, the fireworks. I didn't know. Yeah, so you did. You know. Yeah, the uh, uh, for the Boston pops and stuff. Yeah, like that, uh, which is a lot of fun. Like the, the on location stuff is just cool, where it's more of like a documenting. Yeah, documenting an event, but trying to put like an interesting spin on it. Yeah, uh, that's not just oh this happened. 
Yeah. It like take it into like a more artsy form than that. Yeah. And that's interesting too, because you know, when we when Bill was here when we were here the other day and we were talking with Bill and he was talking about how he likes to really capture people yeah. that aren't like that aren't as much like interest you know, used to being photographed or right. like, like that's just kind of an interesting well and that's thing. that's how I work with like uh, the people I do for like these projects like yeah, I, Vivi has been photographed a lot, so she like knows how to be in front of the camera. It yeah, like intimidate her. But a lot of the people that I photograph have never really done it before. Yeah, uh, and it's <clears throat> it's fun because if you get somebody who's into having a picture taken, especially now, you know, there's so many people on Instagram. So yeah, they're like selfies, trying to be a model, or you know, or a model, they're like doing their selfies or something like that. They all have like. The look they want. Yeah. Um, where if you have someone who's like never really been in front of a camera, you can direct them to get the look that I would want. Yeah. Uh, versus what they think they want. And yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people, like, if you tell them to be like serious or, you know, like something like that, they might have, they might not feel comfortable looking that way. Yeah. So they'd be like, oh, that's going to make me ugly. Yeah. Well, not really. Yeah. It depends on what they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, so is port portrait work something that you, that's what that's I do. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do now. And um, one, I can schedule it with how crazy everything is. Yeah. So it makes it really easy. Um, but engaging with the people is more fun and interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, if I was traveling all over, I'd probably shoot a lot more like landscape and travel type mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, but I've shot so much around the area here that. You're out of, out of, some, out of yeah. subject matter that you find interesting? Out of subject matter, or like there's like certain things like I won't take a picture that's going to be better than this one that I already took. Yeah. You know, and maybe I wouldn't, but the the effort it would take to do so doesn't feel like genuine at that point. Yeah. You know, like uh, it's not as inspiring as it was. Yeah. Uh, just because it's something I did for so long. Yeah. And I like to like change it up and keep interested in. The medium. Yeah. So how did you get your whole start in as being a photographer? I mean, I know that the the I know from the business standpoint it goes back to like it was Ritz, right? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked for Ritz for a while. I mean, it goes back even further than that. Um, like my grandmother used to work for Nobles. Okay. And uh, Brian Noble gave me my first job when I was like thirteen. No, oh, okay. Uh, selling cameras, and then I bought a camera from there. Uh, when I was working there, and it just like sort of like progressively like took off from that. Point. Yeah. Um, and then I shot film until probably early two thousands. Yeah. Um, and got like my first digital camera, um, and still continued to shoot film like up through all that anyway. Yeah. But um, making the switch to digital, like from doing weddings like back then, made life a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, and I also was, you know, like working retail, going to school, had no money, so shooting film, even though it was way cheaper than it is now, it was still like a costly endeavor. Yeah. Uh, and digital gave me the freedom to like really learn a lot of the stuff like before going to school for it. Yeah. And um, where did you go to school for? Uh, Bridgewater State. And, yeah. Back in high school. Okay. Um, a lot of connections to Bridgewater State. They're everywhere. <laughs> it wasn't a university when I went. No. It was only a college. But <laughs> uh, what? I mean, what? When did? You, at what point did you start getting paid for taking pictures? 
Uh, probably early 2000s. And if, any type of particular jobs that those were? Um, a lot of it when I first like got into it professionally was a lot of uh, like architectural work. Uh, like different firms who would be doing like a building contest, like they would enter these contests where they'd be like graded on like the amount of work they did, like how good the yeah. work was. So you'd like I'd go in and like photograph like these huge like office complexes. Yeah. Um, and then you know they do their spread, and if they yeah. win, they get some award and yeah. some you know uh, like what the equivalent of a blue check mark would be today. Yeah. You know, like oh these guys are awesome because of this. So I did a lot of that sort of stuff uh, for like Cedar Ridge and Ellis. Uh, a few other buildings, and uh, I'd go around to like each place that they had. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot of like corporate architecture work. And it, it was tricky, but it was nice because you kind of did it like on your own, like on your yeah. own time, on your own like schedule, as long as you got it done by the day they needed it, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And did, now, you know, like, did that sort of thing pay well, or is that something that was like a uh, sidekick to? Working out of Nobles or Ritz, it, you know. Uh, I did it alongside of working out of Ritz, uh, yeah. mainly because I paid for my own school, so yeah. like, any money I could get was good money. Yeah. Um, but uh, it used to pay well, and now stuff like that doesn't. Because there's too many people. There's too many people trying to do it. Yeah. yeah. And um, a lot of like the corporate stuff has. They'll either hire someone on staff to do it, or yeah. you know, like any any place that has. You know, three hundred offices. Yeah. Somebody's a photographer there. So yeah. Like they usually try and like go with it or work with it or yeah. something like that. And uh, the market for that has just changed dramatically from yeah. when it, when photography was not as available ever. Yeah. Um, it, so the transition from film to digital kind of flooded the market. With, it uh, it flooded the market, but it's even more like. Um, YouTube and online and like being able to educate yourself yeah. without having to jump through a bunch of hoops to do so yeah. or read a lot of books. Like um, when I first started, it was all about reading books to like learn how to go over like yeah. exposure and aperture and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And now you can hop on and have 300 different people with YouTube channels tell yeah. you how to do it. Yeah. So that's changed the market a lot. That's put a lot of it's put a lot of knowledge into regular people's hands, which well, that elevates everything, though, right? It, it elevates everything, but it also sort of like saturates the market. Yeah. Um, which I mean is a good and a bad thing because yeah. you know there's plenty of information, so anybody who wants to get into it, yeah, can get into it. But to separate yourself from everybody else makes it more difficult. Yeah. Because you know you have a bunch of people like uh, like Peter McKinnon, and he has millions of subscribers and all this sort of stuff yeah. and a bunch of people who idolize them and then all their work just looks like his work yeah so it makes it difficult for people to like find their own way out yeah so that must be for you because like the more people that get into photography the better for uh for Goss photo right oh absolutely <laughs> but uh, uh you know and i like helping those people like one of the nice parts is here we'll work with anybody who from someone who like just bought their first camera last yeah. week to people who are submitting the shows yeah. or shooting professionally or so yeah. we have like a range of customers. We're not we're not like you know we're not like just the pro pros yeah. and we we don't want to be intimidating to somebody who's not a pro yeah. to be able to come and like share knowledge and get prints and like get good quality work 
without having to either, you know, like fake it till you make it or yeah. um, feel like they're looked down upon versus like somebody who's been doing it for 20 years, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of, uh, you know, educating. I mean, even earlier you were, you know, kind of explaining to the guy how to, you know, how you're going to end up having to crop, recrop the photograph, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, it must be a lot of, like, keeping up on things, too, like the iPhones, you know, changing oh. of equipment. Yeah, I mean, the principles on everything stays the same, which is the nice part. Yeah. So, like, the the... The standard principles of photography haven't changed since the late 1800s. Yeah. yeah There's still like what are those principles uh, to a, you know to somebody that doesn't know, you know? So you have ISO, you have shutter speed, and you have aperture. Yeah. Which is how sensitive the film or the sensor is is your ISO. Yeah. Uh, the shutter speed is how fast the camera is going to click to take the picture, yeah. and the aperture is how big the opening of the lens is. Mm -hmm. And those three things make up the picture in 1890 and in 2023. Yeah. Um, how the picture's process now is amazing. Like the cameras can do so much work that the image quality would be phenomenal, yeah. even out of like a $700 camera or a $500 camera. The image quality is better than we could ever imagine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like the image processing or like the AI that they're putting into stuff now. Yeah. Uh, leaves a lot of room for error. Yeah. Um, but the principle of it has all stayed the same. The hardest part is keeping up with, oh, like this computer system or this file type or yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's a little yeah. hectic. Does that, now, when you see all that stuff coming in, and like the AI stuff and the, you know, like how anyone can take a picture, like, does that drive you to want to go back to like an old school to like a film or, is, you know? I mean, it does and it doesn't. Um, we actually have a pretty large film business. Yeah. Um, and I think like the simplicity of it is appealing to a lot of people, mm -hmm. uh, where it's not all like in the palm of your hand and yeah. instant. Um, you know, and the same reason people are still buying records. Yeah. Um, it has like a certain feel or an aesthetic to it. Or, uh, but the, I like it because it's a slower pace with the work that I do. Yeah. But I'm also using a four by five camera that you can have to focus and then load the film. Yeah. And, like, and when you look at the like when you look at a finished image, can you tell you um, tell look at the difference or are you I'd say like 90% of the time. Yeah. Um, on smaller images it's a little tougher, but yeah. like you can see like the grainy structure that the film produces. Yeah. Uh, and like the pixelation or the noise that like a digital camera produces is definitely different. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people who will recreate film looks yeah. in Photoshop or Lightroom. Mm -hmm. um, and you can go out and you can buy a preset that will make your film, your digital photo look like Kodak 400 gold. Yeah. yeah. They like, rec they try and like reproduce what the film looks like. Yeah, try to go retro. Yeah. Right. You know, retro on a modern age, modern retro. <laughs> you know, refitting a 67 Mustang with modern stuff. Yeah. Like, same idea. Um, to get a look that used to be, which is kind of funny. Yeah. So with all this uh, filters, I mean, obviously you you know judge the number of shows and you enter shows. Um, I mean, do you feel like it, like from a judging standpoint, from a, for a photo show, that like what are you looking for now? 
Is this like it? Is it when you see it, when you see something? Does it have to be like edited to a certain degree that to make it even like I don't think photograph so. or is like or is that or do you see things and all of a sudden it looks overdone and you're like, well, you know, is this anything that's a talent from the photographer or is this all the computer that's making this shot? Well, there's definitely talent on both ends. Yeah. So like, you know, to to capture an image as best as you can is like one step. Yeah. Um, editing is like a whole nother skill yeah. on top of it. So uh, when I when I would like judge shows and stuff, people would talk about like, oh, it's digitally altered or stuff like I never yeah. really looked at that. Yeah. Unless it was like a composited image of like a ton of images. Yeah. It'd be the only time I'd be like, all right, well this has to go in like the digitally altered category. Yeah. If you're dealing with like maybe a filter playing with like brightness contrast and like your color values, I never really considered that like digitally altered. Yeah. Um, and like any art form, the the steps have if it's a good finished product or a yeah. good finished image, I don't really care how we got there. Yeah. Um, as long as like the final result is something that's worth looking at. Yeah. Because um, if you're really good on the computer and you can manipulate images to get a certain look. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, you know, they used to do it in the dark room and they do it now on the computer. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. Same concept. Um, we just have more tools available than yeah. you did back then. Interesting. And they're all instant. <laughs> yeah. And then this, you know, so obviously you judge a number of shows here, you know, probably one of the cell shows, you know, experts on photography anywhere, right? I'd like to think so. Yeah. I've been doing it long enough. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean how long have you been doing that girl only 39, right? She's 20 years. <laughs> Getting married uh, for, for 20 years. So <laughs> and then uh like moving from from the, like the car to like this series of the series of portraits, mm -hmm. when you when you start shooting those, I mean, obviously you don't have like just people lined up in here, you know, one after the next. Like, are you, how how are you planning something like that? How like how the series is going to look as a whole? Or are you just like, oh, I'm just going to take some cool pictures of people and then I'm going to pick my favorites? Yeah, I just kind of wing it. Like, there's so like. This like series of pictures, I think I took five pictures like that whole yeah. day, and it took a couple hours. Yeah. Um, because working with like the larger format film and stuff, there's, I mean, there's room for error. Like the nice part is I have the ability to develop it. And, yeah. You know, I have like the silly couch with Kodak, so like, it, yeah. but it's still really expensive. To do yeah. So, like each each picture ends up being, you know, I'm talking like retail, like twenty five dollars every yeah. time you click the button. So like, if you don't get it right. And just burning money away. Yeah. Um, so like this, I usually it depends on the person. Yeah. So like I have this. I have a couple where people's faces were painted black and white. Yeah. Um, and I think if like someone, if like someone's look like fits that yeah. style, I do that. But I, it's all black and white. It's all tight head shots. Yeah. Um, so where's that idea come from that you're gonna just make half their face black and? Uh, I was at the, that was an eye party in the South Face Bank. No, no, let's try this. <laughs> that's really like, that's that's about what it came down to. Yeah. It was like, I was trying to come up with something that was interesting and different. Yeah. And it actually started with the face paint ones and I got into people whose faces weren't painted. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. You know, we did like a little teardrop on it, but 
That was because she had already smudged her makeup, so we made it more dramatic. Yeah. Nice. I think like the burlap that she has on is just something I was kicking around in the back of the studio. And you just, you know, here, wrap it in. Yes. Yeah, like I have a couple without it. And um, and then it was just one like, oh, this would look cool. And it picked up like some cool shadows and stuff. Yeah. Like, that, like really make it sort of like jump out out of like all the pictures that we took. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember how many there was from the series when there when there was at at the French Center. It was uh, I think there were five five altogether. Uh, six because there was one on the entrance. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, like the the sixth one, which is like of the series, but not because it's a little further back. Yeah. Is a uh, one from this night without the burlap, and she like has her arms up and stuff. So it's a a different look from the rest of them, but still kind of has that sort of weird vibe to it. Yeah. Then how do you keep track of all that stuff? Like just hard drives and hard drives and hard drives. Yeah, well, a lot of them. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it must be like daunting, right? Like if you go back into those archives and look at in like, all right, well, this is like I have these four photographs of the portraits. I wish Shit, it was I, that I, yeah. uh, it took what three years ago that would fit with these perfectly, or is that? Um, like, I generally have like a like all like all the weddings that shoot are incredibly organized because they have to be. Yeah. Um, and then there's usually a folder on the hard drive of like Sean's artwork. Yeah. And then I'll just sort of get stuff in there by date. Yeah. Um, so as long as I know roughly when I took it, I can like find it. Yeah. Um, the film stuff is a little bit different where you have like a physical copy from the negative and yeah. have like the digital scans I did. So if I ever needed to, I could always go all the way back to a physical copy and rescan it and do that sort of stuff. That's yeah, fun. We um, were we would stop at like sleepers, yeah, places and he has all like yeah, they they like the you know pages and this is like yeah, mine are not that neat for the negatives because no generally, like once I scan them, they kind of just go in a box. Yeah, because um, I shouldn't have to ever go back to the negative. Yeah. Uh, if I do, that means like bad stuff happened to my computers and yeah. hard drives and stuff like that. But what do you do with the actual negatives? I just keep them in like an archival box. Yeah. Um, I have a couple like those like big Tupperwares with a little like stack yeah. in there. And there's a big pile of them that still need to be organized. Mm -hmm. And when some people like destroy the negatives after, some people like don't care. It's very odd. Um, yeah. Like we have a lot of people who will like drop off film, get it scanned, yeah, and either have us throw the negatives away or like never come pick it up. Yeah, which I mean it's fine if you want like the digital one. And yeah. I think a lot of it is, I'd say eighty percent of the people shooting film now are people who are shooting it brand new. Yeah. You know, a lot of the people like professionally who shot it all switched to digital because it made the professional world way easier. Yeah. Um, now it's more of like a hobbyist type thing. Yeah. And some of them don't even know what a negative is. So yeah. like, you know, we had people like asking us like, oh, like, you know, like, do you want the negatives back? What are they? What the picture came? Yeah. Initially. Um, and most of the time they don't care or know what to do with them. Anyway. Yeah. And then those all now like very small, like. That, that one size when I was like, you know. Yeah, the 35 millimeter negative, so it's an inch by inch and a half. Yeah. Um, and there's like four on a strip or five on a strip. Yeah. Uh, it comes in like a big roll and we chuck them down. Yeah. 
And that just seems like something that would be cool to, you know, I mean, from yeah. a frame, you know, from a standpoint of like framing things and like looking at that. Yeah, like I want to incorporate some negatives into some frames, but I don't know how to do like a permanent light behind it. Yeah. Which could be kind of cool. Like if I took like, let's say like one of these pictures and had the picture, but then had like the negative underneath it. Yeah. Somehow lit up so you yeah. could see the negative. Yeah, the LED, like a, maybe like an LED or something. Yeah, and then you got to remember to put batteries in it. Yeah. You know, like that's the only downside. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be like, that would have a cool look, right? Like to, you know, to see the negative. Until. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to like put with it. Um, especially now where everything is so digital that like yeah. a lot of people will assume that it's digital off the rim. Or, yeah. you know, there's some people who, even some people who shoot film that don't know anything about large format yeah. film. I mean, I guess that would be another cool way to like, you know, like since it, since a, have a piece could be re reproduced so many times, like to have the negative included you know, then it makes it a one, you know, like a one it makes off. a one off. It makes, right. you know, like all of a sudden it, it has that, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm, I'm giving you like my copy of it versus yeah. like the world's copy, which yeah. is kind of cool. Uh, if someone would want to pay for Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's kind of a cool, yeah. Like, like that's, you know, just a different, you know, different thought, different thing. Mm -hmm. And do you are you still entering a lot of shows yourself? I mean, is it, like if you were to enter a show, like what would you be going with? Would you be? I, it would be portraits right now. Yeah, it would be mostly like what I would enter. Um, I wanted to enter North River and South Shore, but then got caught up doing everybody else's yeah. entries, so I didn't get to do any. But yeah, well, I mean, that's there's something that's fun about that too, right? Do you, yeah. I I go to the shows and I like to see my frames, you know. And, yeah. you know, how we're like actually, uh, you know, helping the work, you know, helping present the work or, you know, and, oh, being, sure. and being a part of it, you know, that's like a fun thing. So, I mean, I'm imagine. Yeah, I mean, the nice part is, is even if I don't get my own work into a show, my work is always usually in the shows. Yeah. Cause, you yeah. know, same yeah. as like the frames, you know, it's like, oh, like, well, we produce this print or, yeah. you know, like something like that. It's your, your work is still in there and like supporting the community regardless of if I was able to get my 15 bucks down and get a yeah. picture in. Into the project. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it is a cool way to look at stuff and see shows. There's also a lot of times where people will ask me to judge something and then, like, I can't enter anything. Yeah. So, uh, when I was when I was during a lot of shows, I didn't enter any shows yeah. because that would be a little unfair. Yeah. Um, they usually give you, like, that one that the, 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 yeah, the, the one on the side or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Find the juror. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. And it's, uh, the other thing too is that I wanted to ask you about was about Bill, like in your relationship with Bill. Mm -hmm. Is that how did that all come about? I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> I've known Bill like since Ritz camera, like Ritz, yeah. stuff for him. Or, yeah. Uh, randomly, Bill's a talker, so you know he'd come in and like you know just start you know like chatting. Yeah. And, uh, when we opened our own place, he kept coming by more and more. And uh, in 2016, I really started helping him like catalog and organize all this yep. stuff and helping him with editing. Um, well, helping I like set it up on my computer and yep. he uses it because I think he likes the quiet and also like he gets people coming to visit him here. So, yep. like, yeah, he's you know, he's pictures on the door, right? Right, yeah, you know, it like keeps him, it, it keeps him busy but also like you know if you wanted to like edit in my office and shut the door like no one would bother him. yeah 
because uh, he does get he gets to talking by accident. Yeah. Time, so. No, yeah, I've, caught, I've, yeah. You know, I've been involved in a couple of conversations. With, yeah, yeah. But like, as as like anybody who still is social, like will do, is just like you end up talking and you, know, you get stuck and you go, oh, where'd that last hour go? Yeah. Um, but uh, and with all like the new stuff that's out there, especially since Bill retired from the Globe and all that, we're running his his own website and all that sort of stuff. He doesn't have an office in there. Yeah. So he doesn't have like a little like retreat to go and work on stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think also too for him having tech support right, right close by is pretty quick. Yeah. Like, he's not the best with a computer. So yeah. now do you think of him as a kind of a mentor or like can you learn from him or is he more he's, just like, like a colleague or uh, he's kind of like a father figure to me actually. Yeah. Um, not even so much like in a photography sense, but like with how long I've known him and like how close we work together, and he's pretty much family. Yeah, and yeah. he's in some of the, the the work that you do for the Globe is that been like mostly driven through him, with yeah. the exception of like a couple things that they've like put in that I like sent in. Yeah, um, and then like the pops asked me to come, so I did that. And yeah, then, um, yeah, I think that got picked up by a different one too. I don't remember if it was a hair or one of the others. Yes, um, but. Uh, and you weren't shooting your lights too. Was that for the globe? No, that was there was there was stuff I ended up like freelancing a lot of that stuff out. Yeah. Um and it was more a since I had been shooting like the concerts and like all this like really high energy stuff. Like, yeah. And where it's like such like a pivotal point in time. It was, like, yeah. I have the ability to capture it. Yeah. You know, the the my shop's not supposed to be open anyway, so yeah. I don't I don't have anything to really do. So I went to that yeah. and like documented like all like the uproar that was going on. Yeah. Um, you know, and I tried to capture it in a way that was that showed like the intensity and emotion of like everybody that was there. Yeah. because uh, you had, you know, like one side of the aisle was all hyped up for one reason, the other yeah. side was for another reason. And like when those clashes happen, it gets a little crazy. Yeah. Do you, um, what did you end up doing with all of those those pictures? Is that something you'll revisit someday, or was that something I actually revisited like in twenty twenty one? I I went through and uh, I'm trying to remember. I know it's on YouTube somewhere, and um, I sent them to the newspapers. I don't know what they did with them, yeah. but I went through to like all the places that like I shot where like that like were ones that were published, yeah. And I retook the picture at like the same time of day, like okay. one year later to the day, uh, to show like you know, like, oh, like there was ten thousand people here fighting. Yeah. And now it's just empty. You know, yeah. it, was, it was interesting. Mm -hmm. and it was kind of cool, and I like matched them up as close as I could. Like, yeah. I was walking around with like those pictures, like let's see, yeah, this, like, but not remembering like exactly, like, oh, like what focal length did I shoot yeah. this at or anything like that. Um, and it made it different because like the focus was different too, where with all the people around, like I was focusing on people. Yeah. So like, you know, like backgrounds are a little blurry, stuff like that. And that yeah. also makes like a stark contrast because you go from portraits of chaos to just like an empty, like cityscape shot. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, no, it sounds like something that would be kind of, you know, almost like a, a retrospective show to like, yeah. to, see, like to see like those images you know, then, you know. Yeah, it was like a then and now, but yeah. it was, you know, it was only a year. Yeah. But the the stark contrast of, like, the time that was, like, one year ago was really yeah. interesting. 
It's cool. Yeah, when you're, you're always thinking, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was like a random, I think, like the day before, I was like, oh, this could be kind of cool. Well, I'm like, yeah. So I went and did That's, you know. What else do you do? Like, <laughs> yeah, you get tired of being the, the store that day. No, it was at night anyway. Yeah. Because I think most of those shots were yeah, taken at 9 o'clock and after. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nightfall. Yeah. Stuff that get crazy. Yeah, but that was, there was like the, the main like protests that happened before um, was, you know, like peaceful and everything until like it was almost like a, someone flipped the switch. Yeah. It was really interesting. Um, but I think that was at like four in the afternoon when I first got there. Yeah. On both things. So. Yeah. That's, you know, interesting. Now, what is, uh, like, so, some of the publications that picked up those, I mean, is that a, uh, um, is that something that you you have a contact to send them to, or is that, like... Uh, yeah, like, I have, like, the, uh, I have all the emails for, like, the publishers at the Globe and a couple at the Herald, uh, and I would just email them to them. Um, whether there, or not they use them, I'm not quite sure, because I'm really bad at checking my emails, so... Yeah. If they email me back, they're like, oh, these went into this... Because they don't really like, they don't pay, they, they, not really. No, and like the notoriety is kind of cool, but relatively modest on that front. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, like having like the publication, like, is yeah. it the be all and end all for me? It's more just to be there and do it. Like, yeah. Like, I send them to it without like looking for anything. Yeah. Uh, and depending on like how they're used, sometimes they'll give you money, sometimes they won't. Yeah. What What's the and, and what's the difference? Why would why would they? Uh, if it's used for like a specific article, yeah, or you're asked to do it, it's usually when yeah. they paid for it. You know, like you know, if you just send them in stuff, they usually you know ask you if it's okay to publish it. Okay, yeah, cool. Or, you know, that seems like an interesting. You know, like cause there seems like there's magazines out there that are these community things, and they're trying to get people to write the articles, submit the things. So it's like almost like a workaround. They don't have to pay anyone to do. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it, and that's like part of like what's changed. Like, yeah, I think the Globe only has one staff photographer. Really, and everything else is freelance. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's freelance by people who are just like, this could be cool. I'm going to send it into, yeah. or if it's freelance for like a certain article that's being written. You know, yeah. like most of them like aren't employed by the globe, so they're not handing out W twos anymore. Yeah. You know, and sometimes the amount of money that they end up isn't enough to even worry about. Yeah. That's interesting. Now back in like when in Bill's heyday, well, how many staff photographers did they had on at, at that point? Oh, they probably I think they had nine or ten. Yeah. Because uh, they were sending them out to do everything from like, yeah. oh, the police are going down here, go go see what yeah. that's all about. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's a fire on this road. Like, go down there and see what you can get. Um, you know, and like Bill started doing all that sort of stuff, and then he moved on to doing like the nightlife, like yeah. you know, the, the Boston nightlife and all the fundraisers and like the who's who of like yeah. the political game in Boston. Yeah, he's such an. I mean, the, the the books and all of his stuff is so interesting. Like, just to to think that like. You know, like in the books that, that, that the one he did with Carrie, it's like, you know, just, you know, just, you see this person and then you see all these other people that they're connected to. What, oh, it's they wild. To take pictures of. It's you know, so we sell like the Boston Irish book and all those books here. Yeah. And just about, you know, like, and it's less now that they've been out for a while, but like when they first come out, it's like, oh, I know this person. I know this person. Yeah. My friends in that book. Someone told me that. You know they were in this book, and I see you have it. Can I buy it? You know, yeah. like uh, so. Like it, it's it's a huge connection that is from like 
you know, Duxbury to South Boston. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people who lived in South Boston don't live in Duxbury. So, yeah. um, but like the connections around here that like make it into those books are wild. Yeah. And that's, there's, there's people that like, and just the achievements of some of the people in the books. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's this guy. And, oh, what does he do? He's a, he's a surgeon, but on the weekends he goes and checks on homeless people and makes sure they're all right. Like yeah. in the middle of the night. You know, and then it gets into like depth with like, oh, and he goes to like wake someone up to see how they're doing. He's driving a flashlight on his face so they don't feel like he's a cop. Like, for, yeah. You know, like, there's a lot of interesting people in those books and Bill's done a very good job at capturing them and caring about their story. Yeah. And like that makes a difference. I mean, I just talked about the other day, but the next was that it's veterans appreciation. Is that what uh, it Yeah, it's uh, veterans and supporters or veterans appreciation. One of I don't know, working titles, we're yeah. not sure yet. <laughs> but but and you're working with him on that as well? Yep. Yeah, yeah I've been, I've, uh, I've helped him with like the last couple books he's done. So Boston Irish and um, Boston Game Changers. Yeah. And then on this one, you know, it's again, helping with editing and cataloging. And, yeah. Uh, he works with Carol Peggy, who does all the writing. Yeah. Uh, if so, you, so, you like offer a opinion, if he's got like two shots that are similar, you're like, I'll either offer opinion or shut down, like what he wants to do out of him. Yeah. <laughs> He had a thing for a while. You have opinions? Oh, <laughs> You know, I was like, oh, well, Bill, you don't want to cut that background out because it yeah. actually makes the picture like dynamic. Yeah. You have like an environmental portrait. So why are you going to get rid of the environment? Yeah. Um, especially with some of these metros and they'll have frames of metals and all yeah. this stuff behind them. It's like, you know, like you want to like, you want to highlight that, but you don't want it to be intrusive. So like, why would you black it up? Because that's like their life story. Yeah. Behind them, whether whether they read, you know, the three paragraphs or not. That's pretty well. When's your book coming out? Uh, I wish I was organized enough to make a book. Yeah. You think you, you think you will at some point? Uh, probably. I mean, I think it would be cool to do uh, one of all, like, the the Boston, the South Shore, like, music scene that I've been working Yeah. On. Like, that could be really fun to make. Yeah. Um, whether or not I'm making money, I have no idea. But it could be cool either way. Yeah, I mean, it, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'd, like, I'd like to see you do it just because I'd like to see the shots all in one spot. You know, yeah. To be able to let, you know flip through and see them all in one spot. You know? Yeah, and I think like doing something like that would be interesting to see in print because um, most of that stuff is really like social media. Yeah. Uh, like I get I get like pretty excited when like a band is like I have a couple of vinyls coming in that yeah. are filled with all the shots that I've taken. Uh, I just got a few posters from the record companies and like a CD and a tape. For some reason, they're making tapes. Yeah, uh, tapes are back. Tapes back. are back. Yeah, we've been on a campaign of like, you know, trying to like show the records, you know, like show that as art, you know, like trying Absolutely. to you know, anything that, you know, I mean, this, you know, any, anything that's worth framing, you know, like just inspiring people. And like, you know, you look at those jackets, that's art, you know, yeah. just like the, you know, yeah, and then you have like designers who actually like work pretty hard on that. Like yeah. so like it's it's again another form of art, whether it's like composited, built or anything like that. Um, and art in all forms is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. yeah, speaking of you know art that you like, you know, we got another one over here where yeah. we uh, So this is like an art and science all in one. Yeah. Where you get to be married. Um, so my friend James, uh, he owns a company called F Stop Cameras. And his other one is Casual Photophile, where he writes about all his cameras and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, he disassembles these cameras and makes like exploded pictures of them. Yeah. 
um, you know, painstakingly taking a picture of each piece and then layering it in Photoshop. And uh, I don't know if it's art or patience is a higher <laughs> part on that one, but yeah. it's a lot of work. Um, I really like stuff like this because it sort of like embodies like all those pieces that go into something that's so simple. Yeah. You know, you take something apart like the camera, it's like not nearly as simple as you think it is on the outside. Uh, a few of them are. Yeah. Uh, especially the older, the older the cameras get, the simpler they get. Uh, yeah. But all these things that make it work arranged in a way that's like aesthetically pleasing and it gives you this like modern art vibe. Yeah. What kind of camera is this? Uh, it's a Nikon F3. Is that something you work with? Uh, I have a couple of them. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, in the in the thirty five millimeter world, it's a pretty coveted camera. Yeah. Uh, it was probably one of Nikon's best cameras before they came out like the F five, like full autofocus and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and you almost you have the museum of cameras out front. Yeah. Just, I keep I can just collect them. Yeah. Uh, and most of the ones out front work. I shoot with a lot of them. So. Really? Yeah. Um, Usually, like the stuff I photograph on film is stuff that I don't want to use the term like I don't care about, but it's not like work. Yeah, it's just more like fun stuff. Like I'll grab like one of those cameras. They keep it in the moment, so you know you're not like taking a picture and like making sure it came out okay. Yeah. It's like you know I'll take one of the old cameras and like hang out with the family or whatever. You take pictures and you get what you get. Yeah. But you're not sitting there like making sure it's cool on the phone or going to post this or send it to somebody. And, yeah. Hey, look at this. You know, you gotta wait to do that. Um, you know, I I wait just like I make any of my customers wait. You know, yeah. we do film twice a week, so you know I can I, I I'm here twice a week, so it makes it very easy for me to get filming on the right day. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's still like if I'm out for the weekend, like I'm not gonna know if I got any pictures till the next week, and I kind of keep you in the moment, like with the people. Yeah. Um, and then knowing how to take a picture on film helps because then you have less on crap. But do you have them laying around the house like you have them laying around there? I mean, they have a cool like sculpture type of yeah. feel to them. Um, I do. I don't have nearly as many at home. Yeah. Because um, I don't have big like retail cases full of them. Yeah. But like, I have them like on my shelf in my office. And yeah. Stuff like that. Um, you know, I have a few of them and like the ones at home are like the ones that stay there. And I, Keep filming the fridge. Same thing, you just grab one, grab one, pick, pick, pick throw one on the Yeah, like if we're like going somewhere or doing anything like that, I'll just bring it with me. Um, if I feel like carrying a camera. Like, yeah. uh, for someone who makes a living off target, I, I take surprisingly few pictures compared yeah. to like what my customers say. Okay. Now, with the phone, do you take a lot of pictures with the phone? Or yeah, it's always stupid stuff I need to remember later. Yeah. That's the best reminder ever. Yeah. Uh, but that's pretty much it. That or just messing around. Yeah, like not, but no artistic photo, you know, no iPhoneography. Uh, no, and I think it's just because I've used like full size cameras for so long. Like yeah. it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, I, I'll print pictures off my phone, but it's usually it's it's nothing that's like uh, yeah yeah it's nothing that's <laughs> like oh this is gonna be like a huge thing. Yeah. So uh, you know, some show or something like that because most of those I take with like intention yeah of like creating a piece of artwork versus like stumbling across it mm -hmm. uh, but for that reason i have to carry like a smaller camera now like a, it's a nice camera with a small arrow fuji x100b yeah. 
is usually in my bag in case I stumble upon something, which happens every now and again. Yeah. I'm usually only here though, so it doesn't happen yeah. as often because I'm sure. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. That's a tough thing being in the business of art, right? Kind of, you know. It consumes you. Like my my life is consumed with other people's artwork, which yeah. is, you know, it's it's enriching, which is nice because I get to. I mean, I'm surrounded by cool stuff all day. Yeah, no, um, totally. But it takes away from. I don't want to say my creative side because I still get to be creative doing yeah. what I do, but the like spur of the moment, like. Ooh, I'm not here. I'm going to go to the beach and take yeah. photos today. You know, it's like usually I'm here working. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, still creative, but different creative. Yeah. Do you get ideas from people's work that you see? Or I do. do you, uh, you know, I don't. Uh, imitation is the best form of flattery. Yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, I do get a lot of like inspo from some people's work, especially people who have traveled. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the. There's some really nice pictures of Duxbury Bridge, but I've seen them all. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like, I don't feel like I need to run out and take a picture of Duxbury yeah. Bridge. You know, it's, uh, there's a bunch of them. And there's some people are very good with Duxbury or shooting every day. Yes. Seeing all different types of light. Um, the stuff I find like really interesting now are like the creative portraits or the like modern like street photography type yeah. stuff. Uh, or how people are trying to recreate stuff from like old, like, you know, quote unquote masters, like Diana Harvest. Yeah. Um, trying to like recreate like this, like, vibe or, you know, like that defining moment shot. Yeah. And that's kind of fun. Now, is there, like, aside from Bill, is there other people that you, like, kind of look up to in photography? You know, uh, photography wise, I mean, like, Art Wolf has always been one of my favorite yeah. photographers out there. Um, you know, he does a lot of wildlife stuff for like National Geographic and things like that. But I like his portrait work and a lot of his more like abstract intimate work that he's worked on. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, I, there's a bunch of good photographers out there. So yeah. The, there's a few people on Instagram, like I wish I could remember their names, but like yeah. their stuff is incredible. Yeah. And like makes me want to live in Finland. <laughs> what do you think the Instagram, uh, I mean, are you putting a lot of stuff on Instagram? Or not? I'm terrible at it. Um, I've been doing mostly stories now with all like the show stuff. Yeah. Um, I never really post too much day in the life stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to do more and more here. Yeah. Uh, and so you're looking at it more like a tool for. Yeah, like I'm getting like a lot of engagement on it when I use it, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, the hardest part for me is remembering to do it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it's a great tool for people trying to expand stuff or like get things out there. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think it's I mean from an artist standpoint, right? It's a fantastic tool for people to see a representative amount of their work or, or to see is, all the work. Uh, the hardest part, like I think uh, I read something where photos are back on Instagram, now, which is nice. <laughs> you know, like they, they went to the real thing and like they weren't keeping timelines yeah. updated with anything unless it was a real. Yeah. Now I guess photos are starting to make. Uh, come back in the algorithms. Yes, yeah. that's what it was designed for. Yeah, um, which is cool. But like the different mediums, like that's that's probably out of everything I do, the hardest to keep up on. Yeah, or like to learn about because it's different every week too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Instagram, sneaking on there, looking at people's stuff. Yeah, you know, that's video. You know, yeah, I mean, I spend way more time scrolling than posting. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is there a lot? You know. 
is there a lot of uh, photographs that you're printing for customers from, you know, just from Instagram and from? Uh, usually, no. Like, I think they'll come in and they'll be like, hey, I have this picture, you know, and they're like, well, what's it on? It's like, well, right now it's on Instagram. Well, you got to email me the actual photo. Yeah. Um, Instagram crushes resolution for printing pretty high. Uh, so, but most of the time, I don't get a lot of people trying to print other people's work from Instagram. So, yeah. um, which one we don't do because you're not supposed to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, usually if this person posted it, they have the original somewhere, whether it's on their yeah. phone or it's on their computer and they can email, email it to me. Yeah, that or unless you take the picture off the seventh of the right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's acceptable because it's going to the owners. It's fine. Cool. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we wanted to cover. We've got it. Do you, you feel like you talked enough about this piece? Do you have this yeah. hanging at home, too? Uh, I have a different camera hanging at home, actually. No. I have one of a Leica M3 that me and James actually did together. No kidding. Uh, we took apart, yeah, and everybody got mad at us for taking apart a Leica. That's that thing. You know, you're talking to a guy that doesn't know that much about uh, equipment. I was like the holy grail of film cameras. And the Leica people are Leica people. We get angry when you mess with their stuff. Cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, showing us around this space. You know, let us there sitting in, the, in this spot. And I think, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll be back. Uh, always, always fun talking to you. And, you know, true expert about photography, you know. And, uh, you know, also a, you know, artistic mind. Always fun to talk to. Yep. All right. Awesome. Thank you, David. See you. Thanks for watching. Make sure to subscribe and keep the notifications turned on so you don't miss any of our future episodes. And you can learn more about the frame.